Okay, good morning, family. I am Kate, and this is my husband, Pete. I wanted to say Keats and Pate. <laughs> After almost 20 years of marriage, it gets a bit blurred, you know. Um, but talking about marriage, um, is Louisa and Nick here? Did they, were they? Oh, there we go. It's your 57th wedding anniversary today. <laughs> that is something to celebrate. Well done, you guys. <laughs> So, over the last couple of weeks, we have been speaking about finding rest. And the scripture of, come to me, all those who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And this, and this scripture really has just come at the most perfect time of the year, where we have felt burdened, where we have felt tired, and God has said, come, come to me, and I will give you rest. So the last few weeks, we've been talking about finding that rest. And today, Pete and I get the extreme privilege of speaking about finding rest in the waiting. <laughs> and waiting is such an interesting space. <laughs> it's not always an easy space. Waiting is from when we, that request or that desire takes root to the place where you see it fulfilled. And it's the spot, this time in between, this time of waiting, the, the journey, the in-between. And how do we find rest and contentment in that place of waiting? So Pete... When we talk about waiting, it's not always an easy thing. How would you say at a societal level, we wait? <laughs> it's intimidating getting questions from your wife on the spot. But I think for all of us, I don't know about you, but we as a society are pretty bad at waiting. Um, if I look at the number of checkers, 60, 60 delivery vans, it shows me that no one here likes to wait. If I look at my own lack of license disc on my car, my uh, absolute phobia for waiting in a queue uh, to, to re replace my license tells me I don't like to wait. And I think at a societal level, we are in an instant society. The coffee's instant, the cell phone is instant, the notifications are instant, and we don't wait for pretty much anything anymore. We just rush, rush, rush. Um, I don't know how that transfers into a mom of four, uh, Kate, over to you. So waiting in a family context feels like sometimes that society dictates to the family too. So you come into, come on guys, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for in the car. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And you chase and you chase to a place of waiting. And then often you are so distracted in the waiting or you decide to do, do admin. Let's say, rush, 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 get to the cricket. And there's wait for your son to bat. And in the waiting, you think, okay, let me quickly check my phone or let me check, quickly do admin. And you are thinking of the next thing. So in a, in a home, it's this, we feel like sometimes that society dictates to us. It's the rush, rush, rush. And every time there is that waiting dead space, we don't tend to use it. We tend to fill it. Um, even just watching little Sarah, it's just this constant reminder. She's, when is she going to crawl? Oh, when is she going to walk? 
Well, when is she going to talk, you know? And so it's just this constant, I feel like we must probably get caught in that as well. This rush, rush, rush to wait, but in the wait, distracted. I don't know how you find that on a personal level. Yeah, so I suppose at the personal level, um, I don't know how many men, I'm going to talk to the men for a second, you might carve out that time in the morning to spend time with God, and, and then you get distracted by something that goes, um, and there goes that time that you've allocated to God because we're not resting in that time that we've allocated to Him. Um, or we, we fill it. But how precious is it when we do get it, where we get that moment in the morning where we can spend time with God in an uninterrupted time. And then for me, I like to run or ride to work. And then I can continue that conversation in an uninterrupted fashion on my way to work. Now, I'm going to talk to everybody here for a second. Because I think that we are, Kate and I are both teachers. You see, she teaches the little people. You can see she's gentle and she's, you know, she, everyone wants to love on Kate. I teach the teenagers. Ugh! And I love them because they're crazy. So we're going to get everybody involved now because it has to be practical. So I'm going to ask Hannah uh, to hand out a piece of paper. And what we're going to do right now is I'm everybody in here, from the oldest person who may have been married 57 years to the youngest person. Everybody here in this room is waiting for something. You're waiting on God for something. For the kids, it might be we're waiting to open our Christmas presents, and that's really hard. And for the adults, we might be waiting on, on a breakthrough, or we might be waiting on a job, or we might be waiting on something in our families. But I want you to, we're going to spend some time to write down what you personally are waiting on God for, because it's a very, very personal thing that God is asking you to wait on him for. And I'm going to give you an example from my own personal life. Um, I'm waiting on God for healing, okay? So I've been diagnosed with a degenerative ear disease, which means I'm losing my hearing in one of my ears. It's the one my wife sleeps on, that side where she talks to me. I'm teasing. Um, And it comes with it a, a whole bunch of headaches and tinnitus and vertigo and nausea and all sorts of other special things. But I'm trusting God in the waiting that I'll find healing or peace. And, and that's my, my story. But everyone else has got a story here, okay? So what we're going to do is we're going to just play a little bit of music, okay? All you need to do on the top of the page is you're going to write down, what am I waiting on God for, Okay? And then we're going to open up the Word of God and we're going to hopefully give ourselves some tools to go home with and be like, thank you, Lord, for what I'm waiting for you for. And thank you, Lord, that I can wait and find rest in the waiting and find hope in the waiting and find you in the waiting process. Is that cool? So everyone should have a piece of paper. If you don't, Benjamin will give you one. And we're just going to just spend about a minute. Think about it. This is a personal moment just for you to write down what you're waiting on God for.
Father God, in this moment, Father, where we're putting our thoughts to paper, God, of what we are waiting for. For me, Father God, I'm waiting on a contentment in the waiting. Father God, we know that we can trust you. We know that you are a good God. And Father, we pray, Father, as we put these words down, Lord Jesus, we put our faith out there, Lord, that we are going to walk with you in this waiting. Father God, I pray right now you will open every single heart, Father, that we can truly hear what you are speaking to us about this morning. Lord, we ask for personal moments, Father God, of faith being built within each one of us, God. I pray for parts of our hearts that have got hardened, Lord, that you will soften them. We thank you, Father, for this waiting process, Father, that extends our faith. And we know that we know that we know we cannot do this alone. We need you, Jesus. Your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope you've put something down um, because it's special and it's important to you. And if it's important to you, it's pretty important to God. Um, and as you were putting it down, there was a couple of verses that we, that we put up on the board. And, and these are some of them. I want to read some of them. Psalm 27, it says, Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Lamentations 3. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. Psalm 130. Wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning. More than watchmen for the morning. What a promise that when we wait on God, he will do certain things and he will encourage our hearts. But I wanted to say that there's probably four things this morning that, I, that I, I believe will help us to find rest in that waiting process. And the first one actually comes out of, the, out of Isaiah 40. And so there's the scripture up there, Isaiah 40, 31. Many of us have had this at some point, somewhere on a book mark or on a something, uh, on the front of a Bible cover, or it says, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and they shall not faint. And Gerd wanted to use this when he was done running the otter. He couldn't. Um, he had to do it himself. But there's many of us that we get to a weary point and we want to, we feel weary or faint. But the Isaiah 40, actually it starts. It's an amazing passage of scripture. And Isaiah 40 starts right at the beginning where it says, Let's behold God. And the whole of Isaiah 40 talks about, to the, the Israelite people, about how magnificent God is. And so I believe the first key in finding rest in the waiting is to know who we're waiting with. And we're waiting with God. We're not waiting on our own for God. We're waiting with Him. And in that process, it's like sitting at a bus stop waiting. If you know who you're waiting with and it's good company, you want to stay there with him before you get on the bus to go to the next thing. You want to enjoy that company with, with God. You see, from the book of Isaiah 40, from 12 through to 31, it tells about how God is the great creator. He's the creator of the universe. That's the person that we're waiting with. And then it says he's the great provider. He's the one who provides everything that we need. 
That's the person that we're waiting with. It says that his presence is always with us. That is the person that we're waiting with. And so there's this all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipotent, omnipresent God that created the heavens and the earth, yet he is so personal, he wants to wait with you. And so I think for me to find rest in the waiting, when I know that I'm waiting with God, it gives me a contentment to rest with him. Kate. The second point that we really strongly felt was waiting on his promises. And when we look at those scriptures, it says here, um, take, let your heart take courage as you wait for him. The Lord is good to those who wait. I find hope in his word. All these things, and this, the, I mean, these are just a few, but the Bible is full of his promises, promises that we can stand on because he is a good father. The other day, I actually took out all my journals from maybe as far back as Vasti, and I was just reading through all these promises, scriptures that had ministered to me over the years, prophetic words, things that had we, I have seen come in my life. It's, it's all, all come to fruition. And the, yet there are also things that I know God has said to me. God has promised, and I still am waiting to see those things come. So those promises that God gives us, is, it's just incredible when we read his word and we see the promises that he, he gives us every day. It builds our faith to know that this is a God that we can trust. The next point is waiting in his presence. Oh, this is just the biggest thing for me is waiting in his presence, waiting on his presence. I actually went to a prayer meeting the other day and they said, so often we want to pray our agenda or, or pray what is our opinion, but what is God wanting us to pray? Let's wait on him. Let's wait and hear what he wants us to pray. What also is amazing about waiting on his presence is over and over again, I realize the surrendering moment of our own personal expectations. So often we go in with an expectation and God is saying, surrender that, surrender that. In his presence is where we find joy. In his presence is where it says, you will be strengthened. And that has been my biggest tool and my biggest weapon with anything that I've faced in my life is in his presence, he has given me the equipping he has given me the tool to walk this waiting zone out. In his strength, we can do all things. The strength that comes from the Lord is unbelievable. And in his presence is where our faith gets built up. It's what makes us strong on the inside. So waiting on his presence. Okay, Peter just reminded me of one other of my favorite scriptures. <laughs> Um, I think the biggest thing for waiting in the presence is that scripture is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And so often in this waiting zone, waiting creates uncertainty. You don't know if it's going to happen next week, 10 years from now, two years from now. And it's a sustaining that happens. And so it's learning in his presence to trust him 
without the certainty, without the understanding. So the presence is the place to be. That, that, that merry moment of literally sitting at his feet and bringing that exchange to the cross. My confusion, my disappointment, my not understanding in exchange, Jesus, for your peace, for your joy, for your endurance. Amen. So, we believe that in finding rest and waiting, we must know that we're waiting on him and with him. And then we're waiting on his promises. And his promises are, are the things that come out of his word. And so, his promises are in hundreds of pages and it's promises for you. And it's in the prophecies that you've received. Like AD received that promise this morning, that prophecy. And he needs to write it down because he'll forget. And he needs to write it down. He needs to remember it. And he needs to know that it's God's promises that will sustain him. And it'll, it'll keep coming. And then it comes in his presence because when we walk with his presence, we know that we can find rest in his presence. It says in the Bible that we're two or more gathered well, he's here. How many of us are there? My maths is not so good. But look, there's more than two. And that, that means that God's presence is here. And so when we spend time with those three, we start to feel that we can find rest in the waiting because we know that we're doing it not in our own strength, but in God's strength. And then the final one I want to say is that we need to rest, find rest in waiting with his people. How quickly do we forget? How quickly? When I read the book of Isaiah, they had a, a cloud by day and a fire by night, and yet they still forgot God's promises. How many of us have forgotten God's promises, and yet he has been faithful time and time and time and time again? And I think that's the beautiful thing about his people, is sometimes that perspective of someone saying, hey, Pete, don't you remember we were praying and trusting God for this, and it came through? Let's do it again. Let's do it again. And it takes a vulnerability for us as a people to say, well, okay, God, I'm going to open up a little bit to somebody and say, Lord, I'm trusting you for this. Won't you help me to trust with somebody? And let's trust with them. And then they can remind you of all the things God has done on the journey. And because we forget. Because we forget. And so what we're going to do now is, again, we're super practical, Kate and I, is we're going to wait on God. Uh, we're going to practice waiting on God. And from the kids to the adults, I want you to wait on God. Uh, Helena's going to play again, and we're going to wait on him. And I want you to be a little bit selfish in the beginning. You're going to wait on God for yourself. You're going to wait on God for that thing that you wrote down on that piece of paper. I want you to wait on God for a promise that comes out of his presence, that's filled with his word, that you can share with his people. And I want you to really spend this time. If you've never done it before, that's okay. Welcome. God is not, he, he is an inviting God. He's an amazing God. And if you've never been quiet with God, this is a great opportunity. What you do, the best way to do it is to close your eyes and just cut out the distractions, cut out all the things that you're thinking about for later and just think about God. If you don't know how to think about God, well, picture him. You can picture a baby in a manger. You can picture a man on the cross. You can picture a father who's reaching out to you. You can picture Jesus. And then, and then you start to just say, Lord, let's make it first about you. Thank him. Thank him for something that he's already done. Before you ask him for the next thing, thank him for what 
He has already done for you. And it can be as simple as, Lord, thank you that I'm here today. And it can be a really big thing. And then as the music plays, I want you to start to really cast that care, that, that thing that you're waiting on God and trust it and push it onto Him and say, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust you in this waiting and I'm actually going to give it to you. I'm going to let go of my expectations of how this is going to play out and I'm going to give it to you. And I'm going to say, Lord, won't you do something with this, please? And then you're going to ask for His peace to come upon you. And then when we've gone through that moment, I don't know how long it's going to take because God, we can't put a clock on Him. <laughs> He's beyond time. I think God's asking us to start to minister to others because there's things that God's given each of you to minister. You might have seen someone today and been like, oh, that's weird. I've never noticed that person before, but God's given you something for them. And we're going to start ministering one to another. But first, I want you to take a moment and I want you to trust God. Spend time with God. Wait on God. Wait on Him. It's not a, it's not a difficult thing. It's a beautiful thing. Kids, if God gives you a picture, draw it. If God gives you a word, write it down. Because there's no big or junior Holy Spirit. He's the same for all of us. And sometimes He says the most incredible things to the little people. Because they don't have the blinkers we do. So we're going to trust God together. I'm going to pray and I want you to close your eyes and just worship. And just trust God. Father God, we come before you now and we just quieten our hearts. Father, make our minds steadfast. Drown out those distractions, Father. Allow our, our minds to dwell on your greatness, on your beauty. How beautiful you are. Soften our hearts, open our ears so that we can truly hear you. We thank you for this moment. In Jesus' name, amen.